Easy. Rachel, you know what we need to do? Since we we don't have access to advertise on TikTok, you know what we need to do? What? Start a band. Yeah. <laughs> Nail social band. I like that idea. Welcome back to the show, podcast listeners, to episode 39 of the Nail Social Office Hours. I am Jess Bachman, Digital Strategy Director here at Nail Communications and Lead Scientist Junior the Third at Nail Social. Rachel, what's going on? I am going to introduce myself is what's going on. <laughs> I'm Rachel Jackson. I am the Social Analytics Manager at Nail Communications and at Nail Social, I'm Lead Scientist. This podcast is all about talking shop about paid social, organic social, and all of the things in between, all of the platforms in between. We have a packed show this week. We're going to talk about this week in organic. We're having a Rachel reacts to some TikTok pizza content. We love pizza, <laughs> so get ready for that. Um, this week in paid, we want to talk about choosing platforms and the tension between creatives and media buyers and how important that tension is in making a decision. Um, and then a new segment, Rachel on the case. I've done some digging on some TikTok things, and oh I have, God. I have some juice. I have some gossip. I have some dirt. So get ready. This is her version of masterpiece theater. <laughs> um, and then in an explain that tweet, we're going to not explain a tweet that we did, which is a different way we usually do the segment. But we're going to explain a tweet that we saw that we loved that really um, uses some native features of of Twitter. And then finally, we will do a rant wheel. Rant will make an appearance where we'll rant about something. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot to get to in the next 30 minutes, so let's kick it off. Hey, feeling good, like I should. When in walk around the neighborhood. Ooh, that was fun. Fun. So that song is called Sunday Best by Surfaces, and it was used in mostly used as the 2019 rewind meme and that was where people like a lot of a lot on of, tiktok on tiktok like a lot of people would use that song to sort of show videos and photos of their 2019 um year experience mm -hmm. this song is part of the gossip i would like to discuss later on so just keep thinking keep that in the back of your mind right um but right now we're going to talk about we, we talked very little about Super Bowl ads um, previously. Everyone else talked about that. But there's been an interesting um, execution that comes off one of the Super Bowl ads. So one of the Super Bowl ads, which I thought was actually pretty good, one of the only decent ones, was the Little Caesars um, delivery one where, where it has Rain Wilson and, and it's like he works at the sliced bread factory and all of a sudden there's something better than sliced bread. And it that's supposed to be Little Caesars. I remember it very vaguely. Yeah, it's like... He works at the sliced bread factory, and and then the whole company sort of implodes because something is finally better than sliced bread, which is Little Caesars delivery. Pizza. Yeah. Pizza, and, pizza. And it, it was well executed. Um, whatever. I've, side note: I do have an issue with ads that are like totally not about the product and are about one little like turn of phrase or anything. But irregardless. Okay. Um, Isn't irregardless not a word? <laughs> Uh, so that's weird that you have such a specific thing about ads that do that, but then you've just made up a word. Unregardless. <laughs> and regardless. <laughs> what Little Caesars did on TikTok, and there's there's sort of a playbook developing that brands are doing on TikTok, but Little Caesars has 
um, executed it um, quite masterfully, where they, Little Caesars went and they found a group of influencers. It looks like there was five, there might have been as, as many as 10, and they had a clip um, that they were to use, and I'll play that clip. A sound clip? Yep. It, and it's from the commercial. And I'll just say that this is sort of a, a convention on TikTok where you use an audio and you do a skit to the audio or a dance to the audio or some sort of type of movement to the audio. And that's how it travels throughout TikTok is through the audio itself. But the video you're doing is what changes. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'll play the clip here. Little Caesar's delivery. That's like the best thing since... All right, so what you can't see in here, it says, it says Little Caesar's delivery, and the person um, sort of um, mouths it, and then he goes straight into popping a bunch of um, those little air-popping things, bubble wrap. Okay. Um, and so the convention is, you start, we say Little Caesar's delivery, and often there's someone, a doorbell or a door opening, and they say, that's the best thing since cut to whatever you think is the best thing ever. Okay, your sliced bread. Right. So it, it, it totally gives you the option to inject anything you want cool. into it. Cool. it. There's no one who's like, oh, I don't, I don't know what a good thing is. I can't participate in this. So there's like, it, people are like, the best thing since uh, my dog or the best thing since Viner's, you know, they try and do like a little skit or whatever or that type of thing. I like that this could be a really easy way for an influencer to inject their personality. Like the first mm -hmm. thing I thought of, and I don't know if she did one or not, but Charlie D'Amelio she is like obsessed with Duncan. She could have best thing since iced coffee. You right. know, easy way to to pull in whatever your yeah. And it, thing it's is. so open ended. One is like the best thing since Sony's nineteen eighty portable CD players. There's a picture <laughs> mm -hmm. of that because that's cool. what the collection he has. That type of thing. Um, so uh, a great tactic they use are leaving it so open ended, which Absolutely. some of them haven't been. Like the the EOS was like. It was like a dance or whatever, but there wasn't a lot of places to go with mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's what, one thing we talked about last time when we said, how can you use TikTok for your own brand dance or your own brand song or your own brand audio? And what we said was literally leaving it up to the influencer to do whatever skit or what, fill in the blank however they want to, because that's where you're going to get the most um, interesting type of content. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to feel as staged and as... Um, as sort of like paid as like as something where, where it's more open-ended. Right. And the other masterful tactic, which is very different than the, than the EOS or even like the Walmart savings shuffle that we saw, is their goddamn tagline is in the first part of the video. Yeah. All these videos start mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. Little Caesars Delivery. That's the best thing. And you know how TikTokers watch something 20 times. You scroll through this and now Little Caesars Delivery, that's the best thing. It's mm -hmm. in your brain like 40 times. It is times. in your brain right at the beginning. We talk a lot about how if payoff is at the very end of something, it's very unlikely for, you know, all of the people who see the video to get to the end. So if it's at the beginning, that is key, especially on TikTok where it's being repeated over and over. How many times has this been viewed, this hashtag or this this audio? It's only been viewed 5B times. 5B. B. <laughs> B, 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 ladies and gents. B. That's insane. I also love, and I didn't realize this until Jess showed it to me, they have a call to action button on the audio page. Mm -hmm. Now, this is not typical. I have not seen this before. I mean, yes, you can. I saw on the EOS page where, where it was their um, 
it was their audio page that they had a link but this is a specific button that says order now yes, yes. and it brings you to the little caesar's order page yes. ingenious yes they must be sold out of pizza from but, this execution. but I guess I'm I'm interested in like how they how they worked with TikTok to do that because that's not a a convention that has been a thing for a while. <clears throat> they must have worked with them to like to get that button embedded on the, on yes, the page. Yes, absolutely. If they're running a Super Bowl ad, they can go to TikTok and, and do whatever they want. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> but it but it's a very interesting execution in that it's it plays off a Super Bowl ad. So they mm. I don't even know if it's like could be even more effective than than the Super well, Bowl ad at getting 5B, the word out. Yeah, maybe. But also the Super Bowl ad has no you can't click to order button right. on right. your phone, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? And I would also say that like TikTok is a great place for this because of the audience of people on TikTok. Like when you think about a Super Bowl ad, it's so mass that how could those possibly <clears> be effective? Yep. But if you've got your Gen Z millennial sort of audience on TikTok who is such an Uber Eats Postmates kind of mm-hmm. kind of generation, this is a great great opportunity for them, especially since the link is right there to click to buy. Right. And the last thing which we have seen with some of the other um, brand activations is in a lot of these videos, people do have the product because it's like you start with someone opening the door and there's like a little Caesar's pizza there. Right. So in order to participate in this, um, it helps to buy it, essentially. And it's cheap enough to buy it. Yeah. Like, if you had to buy something incredibly expensive, like this fancy pair of shoes or whatever, less people would be involved. But right. because this is a cheap product, you can you can totally get it out there. Mm-hmm. So it seems like the, the rules of the playbook for TikTok brand activations are being developed and being evolved. And, and it's like somebody listened to our podcast where we <laughs> talked about those rules because it kind of mirrors them almost identically. Yeah, or the blog post <laughs> that we wrote a year ago. <laughs> All right, let's jump into this week in pay. Hey, feeling good, like I should. When in Durbo, walk around the neighborhood. Rachel, have you heard of this cool little indie band called Surfaces? I don't know, crazy, right? They're kind of like, fun, kind of indie, kind of like laid back. It just is like a couple of guys. They're so down to earth. So DT, down T, wait, DTE? Oh DTE. my God. So DTE. I'm leaving this in. <laughs> okay, so when it comes to choosing platforms and figuring out where we want to host a campaign, um, based on what the KPIs of the client or based on what the creative idea is, we think it's important to work directly with our creative team in order to choose those platforms um, and, and mix the, the, the platforms um, to get the best result. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The effectiveness of a campaign relies on a lot of things. If you want to, a lot of times there'll be a brief where it's like, we need to get the consumers to think and do this. Mm-hmm. Um, the think part is a lot of what the idea is the do part is a lot of what the placement is what platform is right for that particular action what ad unit is type right for that action and Mm -hmm. there's so many different platforms and so many different ad units and it's another reason why you can't do the same thing on all platforms yeah i mean i think that's really important someone is not going to take the same action on facebook that they would on twitter that they would on youtube you know what i mean like i think we can take Mm -hmm. youtube as an example we just had a client where we're trying to get them to actually end up on a landing page but we need to tell them a story before they end up on that landing page so we're thinking about youtube as as sort of the place to start because we need to tell that story 
but the click-through rate on YouTube is never really that high for us. So we're thinking, how can we also embed some YouTube or, or, or some Facebook into it? Because we know click-through rates on Facebook and Instagram can be much higher because right. we actually need to end up driving traffic to the website after we are able to tell that story. So combining these platforms, because we know people don't click that much on YouTube. They can, it, they can. But as a general rule, we can't right. hang our hat sure. on that. And it, and it totally depends on the ad unit. That's if, also If you're doing well. a bumper, expect no clicks. Right. If you're doing a, a 15 second uh, unskippable, if you can tell a great story and get them to click there and you can really hook them, um, maybe that might work. But if I think the only ad unit on YouTube where you can get clicks is a skippable after five seconds, the, the ad can be as long as you want, it can right. be at 10 minutes. And this is... This is um, sort of a play mastermind by Ty Lopez. <laughs> and, it, and I don't know if you know that guy. He's a guy with like the Lamborghinis in I'm his garage. I'm sure you've seen and the books his of knowledge videos. And, right. Um, and he, has, he put so much money behind those because they were incredibly effective. He got people in the first few seconds and then he just talked and talked and talked until you either clicked <laughs> or you skipped. Um, clicked or skipped so you can get people to click but you have to do a sort of a longer video you kind of have to get their their attention early and kind of sell them to do what you want to do versus what they came there to do mm -hmm. if you want engagement that's a completely different story i mean we just ran a campaign with a government client that really they wanted engagement for a specific specific purpose and they kind of wanted to do more meme style content and mm -hmm. really get their um get their account growing. And we thought, you know, an engagement campaign is the best way to do that. We did it on Twitter and we didn't do on Facebook as much or on Instagram as much. We did a little bit. We mostly prioritized Twitter because we knew that was a place that could easily solicit engagement. Yep. Um, we also have another go government client where there, the campaign is a little bit of a mea culpa. It's a little bit of like, uh, we messed up. So we knew that you absolutely cannot run that on Facebook because the comments on Facebook are toxic even to begin with. Even if you're talking about something good government related, they are toxic. If you're talking about something negative, um, there's gonna be immense pile on. So we're, we cut Facebook out because of that reason. Right, and so we are, we are planning to run that on YouTube where there's no comments in the ads. Of course, people could find the video, but not, most people don't do that. Um, so, so this is all to say that the actual KPIs your client has coupled with the creative idea is how the media buying decisions can be made. And that means your media buyers should be in the same rooms as your creatives. And that tension has to be there to really understand what is the best outcome can be for that campaign. Yeah, if, if you can't get the media buyer in the room, get them in the brief, um, have them set some sort of parameters, um, that type of thing, and allow the creatives to iterate around those or, or bounce their heads off the different, those particular mm -hmm. guardrails. Hey, feeling good, like I should, when in Durbo walk around the neighborhood. Rachel on the case. Ooh. All right, I want to talk about this song. So, I was scrolling through TikTok like I do. You know how I go for hours and hours on end. And I came across an ad, an ad unit that had, a, had an orange button on it to, that said, listen now. And it was advertising this song. Mm -hmm. This song was playing, the Surfaces song you guys just heard. Um, and it was a 
iPhone style vi vertical video of two guys, the two of the guys who are in that band, mm -hmm. and they're playing the piano and they're um, they're playing the guitar and they're opening the fridge. All of these like fun little conventions. They're inside, they're outside. It's about five different scenes. And, and a lot of like TikTok style cuts. TikTok it, style cuts. It seemed cuts. like it belonged there. Totally belonged there. Seems super authentic. Um, but it was an ad and it had 300 likes and it had 13,000 comments. Oh, and I thought to myself, what little rinky dink band has the option to advertise on TikTok? And I think me as a media buyer, that I have alarm bells in my head because I know you, in order to advertise on TikTok, you have to be part of a large agency. You have to be like in LA. You mm -hmm. have to have pulled some strings because the TikTok advertising platform is in beta right now. So it's impossible for a rinky dink little band, two little guys just, you know, on their ukulele or whatever, <laughs> right. to advertise on TikTok. I'm like, what? It's impossible. It's not like you just post an Instagram post and you can put five bucks behind it like any any Joe Schmo. You have to have an agency. Rachel, you know what we need to do? Since we we don't have access to advertise on TikTok, you know what we need to do? What? Start a band. Yeah. <laughs> Nail social band. I like that idea. But I think this, this was just so interesting to me because I don't know if I would have picked up on it if I wasn't a media buyer and so involved. Because this is not small time. Mm -hmm. This is not some little tiny operation that's just trying to get views. Clearly, they've put a lot of effort into making their band known and a lot of effort into looking as authentic as possible. I think what happened was, and here's how the timeline works in my head, they got popular because of their song. As I mentioned in the beginning, this song was used as the 2019 Rewind meme. Mm -hmm. Charlie used this in, in one of her videos. Her sister, Dexie, used this in one of her videos. I think, I don't remember what the blonde woman's name is. The blonde woman used it in one of her videos. <laughs> oh my God. So it got very, very popular in the end of December and the beginning of January. Mm -hmm. I think they saw a huge spike in their viewership or, yep. or their listenership on Spotify or whatever because of that song and because that's how bands are blowing up now. And they're, they're not a small band. They're not rinky-dink. No. They have millions of... Millions of views and millions and... of listens. And I think they saw that a lot of it was coming from TikTok or saw some sort of spark that they wanted to grab hold of mm -hmm. and then reached out to an agency or got or maybe an agency reached out to them and they started this ad um they started this ad because i went to their page and i saw they have no other content the only content yep. they have is this one video which was posted organically it's not the ad video because it only has like 200 likes on their organic page mm -hmm. um and it's being used as the ad unit so this is all to say that it's fake <laughs> it's fake news fake news um, but this is something that we will be seeing more of, which is bands advertising on TikTok. Yeah. Because TikTok is the place where bands and artists blow up impossibly mm -hmm. fast, mm -hmm. like Little Nas X and get Album of the Year, mm -hmm. whatever, that type of thing. And if they can't do it organically, because it's it's hard to be one of the ones chosen by Charlie for whatever, um, then they can try and force their way in. And I think these guys are doing a good job of doing that. They are, because you wouldn't have known. You would not have known how hard it is to get on TikTok unless you're us and you're, unless you're doing your super sleuthing. Mm -hmm. But I think a good example of this, I saw the other day, um, just on my For You page, scrolling through, uh, this, there's a video of a woman. She's in her car. She looks no makeup, uh, sweatpants, that sort of thing. She's Credit cards. What? She's selling credit cards? No. Loans? Payday oh, loans? No, listen. Mobile, mobile listen. app. Listen. <laughs> it's not a promoted ad. Oh, it's okay. just a video. She's in her car. 
And what's happening is she's crying because her song is being played on the radio for the first time. Wow. And so I, being the person who I am, go to Spotify, immediately look up the song and the artist, and now it's on my playlist. Nice. Ingenious. Mm -hmm. Ingenious, organic. And she's probably not doing it like to get clout or anything. She's probably like just a Gen Z person who uses the platform like that anyway. And it was a really awesome moment for her, but it went viral. Or that was a shoot set up by their label. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that too. But just... Uh, just at like how Little Caesars is taking advantage of TikTok, bands and small performers and large performers are as well. And it is absolutely a place where um, music can be discovered and go viral. Hey, feeling good, like I should. When in Durbo, walk around the neighborhood. So now we haven't explained that tweet, but it's, but it's not-, not our tweet. It is not our tweet, <laughs> but we did retweet it. We did retweet <laughs> so it. So it's kind of our tweet. This is, oh, do you want to explain, Jess, actually? So you feel like you know more. Yeah, um, this one. Yeah, I actually do. I actually know more way more than you, Rachel. <laughs> That's what that sounded like. Take it away. <laughs> take it away, Jess. No, you take this away. Okay. I'm going to go sit in the corner. No, go. Okay. So um, this particular Twitter execution is from the group Solace Women's Aid. It's S-O-L-A-C-E Women's Aid. They are a... Um, not you know a an abuse and violence safe space type thing to help women um, with that. So, Based in London. Yes. So what what we love what we absolutely love seeing is executions on Twitter or other platforms that are very native that make use of the features and build those features into the creative execution mm-hmm. or the idea. Made with the platform in mind that can't be reproduced on another platform. Right. This could not work on Facebook because it does not have, Facebook does not have the feature that Twitter has. Right. So um, this, they put out a tweet. It says, this is what domestic abuse looks like. Hashtag hidden abuse. And all it is, is just a picture of a happy couple taking a mm-hmm. selfie. And that's it. That's it. Except it's not. Except it's not because the abuse is hidden, uh, aka hashtag hidden abuse. <laughs> so so uh, they put this out and then they sort of um, waited for a day and people were like, huh, what, huh, what? And then they had to reply to their particular tweet with like uh, something that said like, check the hidden replies. And on Twitter, you can, or the person who puts the tweet can now hide certain replies if they're like from trolls or mm-hmm. whatever. They have the ability to do that. So when you click, there's a little tiny little button that you will never notice, but it says, you know, it's you can click it and it will show the hidden replies to that particular tweet. Mm-hmm. And in that hidden replies is a sort of a, a video that that hidden abuse has posted. Um, and it's it's a video it's in it's like a text um text screen so it looks like the couple's texting back and forth and it's um the the man in the relationship david very angry and he's saying why the hell are you posting this and it's why are you posting that that the mm-hmm. picture of us why did you do that i told you it was a special moment for just us and you can see them typing back and forth and it's a it's just an example of what an abusive relationship looks like. And you can see she's like, she's typing out a response, but then she deletes it because yeah, she needs to like recraft it for how he's going to react. That, that is, that is such a, a genius idea mm-hmm. to get in the head of, of someone who's doing that. Like you, it looks, it looks like you're typing it out, right. you know? Um, it's very, very um, unsettling. Like 
it's very unsettling to watch and it's it's very effective. The video is about 50 seconds long um, and the thread itself or the, the, the tweet itself has 2,000 retweets and about 4,000 likes. It's not the most viral thing in the world, but I think in the nonprofit space, it is a genius example of using that sort of hidden replies feature that mm-hmm. no one would ever really know about to have this beautiful metaphor of of, the, of what hidden hidden abuse actually could, could look like. Yeah, um, yeah, it got a lot of attention. They sort of end it with, um, it takes on average six and a half years for a woman to leave an abusive relationship. Um, just because you can't see domestic abuse doesn't mean it's not happening. And then they sort of link to their website. But um, excellent, excellent, uh, excellent use. And it's like it's one of those things where you don't, as a viewer of this, you have to go on a little bit of a journey mm-hmm. to to uncover it. And that that action of going on that journey to uncover it is is sort of like a mental model that, that you then place into, like if you if you see other selfies from other people mm-hmm. and you're like, hmm, what's going on there? Because you've already taken that journey, like what is the hidden reply? It's a very interesting way to make people think a certain way using the features, not just the, the creative, although the creative is totally excellent too. Mm-hmm. Awesome idea. So I think this is a great example of, again, using the features that our platforms um, have. And it's not just like the features you would normally think. It's yes. not just like polls on right, Instagram exactly. stories. And it's not just like, Instagram stories in general, or like using the music feature. Mm-hmm. It's these little hidden things. How can you use text in a certain way? Or how can you use images in a certain way on the platform natively? That's not just, you know, ma- right. putting, putting a poll on, on Facebook. Yeah, you know? not, not the features they give you to use. Right. Um, Twitter actually has a lot of changes coming up, coming up to how they handle replies and stuff like that. So pay attention to those, see what you can do, how you can incorporate your creative into that. So now we just got a quick last minute quick tip quick tip about uh, headlines specifically related to e-commerce and DTC. Um, if you do a lot of work in e-commerce or um, direct response, headlines are kind of a big thing. Like, what's the thing that's going to get people to click? This. Ugh. I see so many bad examples of these on a daily basis just scrolling through my feed. And it's like, sometimes it's just the name of the product or it's like buy now. And then there's also a buy now, shop now button. It's ridiculous. Or like just just not interesting at all. And it's like, that is headline. That is 50 characters that you can use and be interesting and cool and funny. Why not use that? Right. Those are examples of someone being totally negligent. Yeah. Um, And sometimes it's like generic product or someone just not even paying attention Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. or malfeasance with the ad account. But a lot of times, particularly with people that are quote unquote good at at DTC, it's like (laughs) they've come up with... Oh, um, you mean us? They've come up with things that they feel that work. Uh, maybe they use like emojis in there or there are triggers that they use that work and it's like um, 20% off or buy now or mm-hmm. out of stock or whatever, those type of things. But we've seen some examples recently of stuff that's very different and also very effective. Um, one example, we have a restaurant client and, and we do have a lot of those uh, calls to actions mm-hmm. which are like uh, the best restaurant, the vegan food, maybe there's some social proof in there, that type of thing. But the single best working headline for this account is the Wi-Fi password is 123 Water Street. Mm-hmm. So I think what that does is, you know, part of part of the ad 
is to get people to click. But another part that the ad needs to do is to get people to stop for a second, mm -hmm. to interrupt their brain patterns or brain functions um, before you can even sort of get their attention. Um, so if you see a headline that's, that's like the Wi-Fi password is this, then you're like, uh, wait, I need to figure out what this is before going on with the rest right. of my scroll. What is it trying to tell me? Because the call to action button is doing a lot of work as well. It's basically telling you what, what, what the advertiser wants you to do, what the product is or what the service is. Like if it's a buy now, you know it's a product. If it's a learn more, you know it's maybe more of an awareness thing. If it's if it's a see menu, it's a restaurant. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there's those are all signals and we can use that button for that purpose. But the headline can be can be used as like a, a stop you in your feed or to yeah. make you laugh or to make you make you learn something. And it's and we've seen this with with e-commerce clients and that we've recently audited where it's just a bizarre headline. Yeah. It doesn't talk about a product, doesn't talk about the brand. It's just something a little wacky. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we have a DTC client that we recently audited and they spend millions of dollars doing this. And when we looked at the best performing headlines, if we didn't see the, the click through rate next to them, we would have been like, uh, you kind of fucked up with that headline. <laughs> so what is, what is an example of some of those? Um, one is we heard you. And I love this one because it's it it sort of thinks you you kind of think about restock and restock headlines can be very very effective. We've mm -hmm. seen in the past like you know back in stock or whatever, but this is a great example of like a we heard you in that we've made a new product or we've heard you right. in that this X item is back in stock. Love that. Yeah, it doesn't complete the thought. I will say like, the word you is ha gives people problems sometimes in Facebook ad approval. Mm -hmm. It could or could not get approved. I personally have never had a problem with the word you, but some ad buyers would say differently. Right. The, the other one is everything less matters, mm -hmm. um, which, is, which is part of a, the tagline for the product. And if, if a client came to us with like, this is our tagline, it's everything less matters, we'd be like, okay, we're going to do something different for the headline. We're not going to put that in there. Mm -hmm. But this headline actually works to, to get clicks. And I think part of it is that it's a little off kilter requires a little decoding like mm -hmm. what 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 does that mean maybe it gets people to stop and, and read the ad copy um so the point is like don't get into a direct response wormhole where you feel like you need to be totally actionable because that's part of it but part of it is also getting people to stop and it and just like with ugc it's becoming so commonplace and so there's almost like a ugc blindness coming there's certainly a i feel like there's a blindness to very direct response style headlines and the way to get around that is try other weird different things the whole point of these platforms is you can test all over the place you know so rant wheel, it is rolling in and rolling on through. Here are options for this week. Political ads on Twitter, no request for review process for those ads. Mm -hmm. That's <laughs> um, the increasing complication of TikTok dances. Twitter defaulting to top tweets, even when you set it to recent tweets. Um, and this one that Jess added that I didn't see that he added. And it says, Rachel asking like every little favor needs to be in her job description. <laughs> I wonder if it's going to be that one. Okay, let's spin that wheel. We'll see. <laughs> um, 
okay so it actually was it actually was <laughs> rachel asking like every little favor needs to be in her job description so i'd like to hear a little bit about that what does that mean um spill that tea well first of all i think rachel is an amazing colleague and coworker. no 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 this is a rant this is a rant come on what do you want to say what do you want to say uh, oh my god we are out of time thanks guys for sticking around we got a great after show coming up it's gonna be really short as well So we just quickly wanted to plug in the after show. Um, we are doing an e-commerce workshop at the Cambridge Innovation Center in Providence, Rhode Island. Next week on the Thursday. On the Thursday. <laughs> Thursday the 5th. We are doing it. It is, I think it's 630. Yep. Head over uh, down there. Uh, guys, free beer. It's actually pretty good beer most of the time. And then stick around for like at 6.40. We're doing like an hour-long workshop of is your product or whatever right for e-commerce? Because one of the things we deal with all the time when we're talking about new clients or whatever or trying to transition uh, CPG to DTC is can you sell this online? Is your product right? There's lots of different things involved, and we're going to talk about it all then on Thursday. If you guys don't won't see us Thursday, feel free to check out our um, Twitter, which is Nail Social, or check out our website, which is nail.social. Email us at coffee.nail. I don't know the email. And uh, we are at all of those places on all of those platforms, and we will see you next week. See you guys.